Ugh, I love Jenny Kane. At this very moment, I'm feeling so comfy and cozy as I'm practically getting a hug from my Jenny Kane crop cashmere cocoon cardigan. I am enjoying this sweater so much that I've been living in it all spring long. And with Mother's Day just around the corner, this is a feeling you can gift all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life by giving them the gift of Jenny Kane. Along with bringing you this episode, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed so super easy. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Jenny Kane means luxurious cashmere sweaters, iconic accessories, elevated versions of your everyday basics, plus the most incredible home essentials. For a limited time, Birthful listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code BIRTHFUL15 to get 15% off and support the show. Jenny Kane is known for their quintessential sweaters, with their cotton collection providing you with the perfect everyday pieces as the days get warmer. But they also have gorgeous sundresses in a variety of silhouettes for any occasion and spectacular sandals to go along with them. Find the perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring go-tos at JennyKane.com. Birthful listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code BIRTHFUL15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code BIRTHFUL15. Get yourself and the mothers in your life the gift of Jenny Kane. Pregnancy and postpartum are some of the most nutritionally demanding times of your life, which makes sense because you're basically acting as your baby's pantry while pregnant or nursing. That's why the quality of your prenatal supplements is so vitally important. Hands down, the one I recommend is needed, so I'm thrilled to say that if you use the code BIRTHFUL at thisisneeded.com, you can get 20% off your first month of needed products. Needed is the number one nutrition brand recommended and used by me and over 4,000 practitioners, from nutritionists to midwives, functional medicine doctors, and OBGYNs. Needed is for anyone trying to conceive, pregnant, postpartum, and really, this is goodness you can use even before and beyond the perinatal years. Along with prenatals, Needed offers premium supplements for every stage, from egg quality support to a lactation support plan, a stress and sleep support plan, and a gut health plan. In fact, I've had clients rave about Needed's pre- and probiotic formula, saying how much better it made them feel compared to their usual probiotics. And to me, Needed's hydration support packets, which only have ingredients you can pronounce, are a must in any doula or hospital bag. Also, Needed's prenatal multi is available in capsules and easy-to-take vanilla powder for those with nausea or pill fatigue. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. 
Hey, Adriana here. I wanted to let you know that starting this week, we'll be going back to our older format of one episode per week so that we can start easing into the summer and you can have more time catching up and going through our fabulous Birthful Library. Happy listening. Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're going to be focusing on partner-centered birth. And partner can mean whoever you'll be counting on to be there for you for your labor. Because even if you're a single mom, having the support you want can make a world of difference. I'll be talking to the fabulous Gina Kirby about some of the ways that your partner can help. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast. Talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, mamas and mamas-to-be. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to have Gina Kirby here with me today. This woman is incredibly amazing. She's a mother of four, a childbirth educator. She has an online radio show called Progressive Parenting, which I recommend you check out. And she travels all around the world teaching partners about how they can help laboring women find comfort during childbirth through her Rebosa workshops. She blogs, baby wears, and wants moms to know what they are not being told and that they are not alone. Gina, welcome. Good morning. Hi. So happy to have you here today. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on your program. Absolutely. And I can't tell you, I've got to tell everybody how, like, <laughs> in this whole parenting thing of messing up and not being alone, this morning, what time did I call you? I called you like <laughs> three hours earlier than we arranged because of the time change. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally okay. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. <laughs> yeah. Dina was graceful enough to just send me a picture of her and she's like, I'm I'm nursing. I'm in bed. <laughs> I was awake. <laughs> At least I didn't wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> so um today when we talked beforehand, you said you would love to talk about you know what you do as dear to your heart as partner centered birth. Um so what are the most important things we need to know about this and, and the rebozo and maybe explain what a rebozo is? Okay. Well, I, I think I want to start with like moms, moms can totally go it alone if they wanted to, right? Like we're amazing. We could totally have our babies all by ourselves if we wanted to. Uh, I think a really small percentage of us though really want to try to go it alone. <laughs> it's kind of a, a big undertaking. And I think even though we're completely capable of doing it all by ourselves, not a lot of us have a desire to do so. Um, so with that being said, because because we rock, moms are awesome. If, if we do want to have some help, I think there are some things that we need to know uh, about that. And I think the number one thing is, is if you have a partner, if, if you do have a loving partner, then I think the best way to go is to see if they want to be a part of what's going on. And if they do, then definitely just them being there is half the battle. And what I mean by that is if you if you do have a partner and they want to be with you when they are close to you. Uh, let, let me let me actually just change this up. Let's imagine that your your partner is sitting next to you and you're cuddled up on the couch and you're watching a, a movie. And I want you to just think about what that feels like. And then picture like mm, 
someone maybe you know who you're in a carpool with or (laughs) you kind of wave to at your kid's school and sitting on the couch watching a movie with them. Uh, Automatically, uh, I believe the, the thing that happens is you're like, oh, that's not the same feeling. And it's not. And so a lot of times just having your partner near you doing during labor is going to do so much. And what's happening and what's what that does for you is that all those feelings that you might have felt sitting next to your partner watching a movie, those feelings of comfort and relaxation, those feelings are going to help you to have your baby. And so a partner doesn't really need to know a bunch. I think we put a lot on the partner um, with um, childbirth education classes and stuff where they feel like they have to know a lot where this uh, there's this knowledge base that has to happen. Oh, and I'm going to have to warn you. I think I hear Jack, so he might be coming down the stairs to me uh, any second. <laughs> Can um, you tell us who Jack is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack is my uh, six-month-old baby, and he will most likely announce himself when he needs me. Mm-hmm. And he travels with you all over the world too, which is amazing. Oh my gosh, he's been everywhere. Even uh, in utero, he was in South Africa with me. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, he's been everywhere. So um, does that make sense? Like just the the partner's presence can make such a huge impact on the labor? It does. And I love that you mentioned that we put so much pressure on partners, but they bring to the table something that nobody else can be. And it's that loving person who knows you better than anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And whether, you know, we're talking about same-sex couples or, because I use the word, I use dad a lot, uh, even though I understand that uh, that's, uh, can be very conventional. But if if we're talking about these, these partners, you know, they come into the classes, my childbirth education classes, I'll say is like 98%. Uh, moms and dads, they come in and I see these dads and they're so, oh my gosh, you know, afraid. They're terrified. Uh, I have a a dear friend of mine, Joe Valley, talks about dads on his uh, website, Empowered Papa. Mm -hmm. And uh, in one of the classes that I taught with him, I was super privileged to be able to co-teach once. And he was talking about this hierarchy of needs that dads have. And uh, I loved this idea of this hierarchy of needs specifically for these for these dudes. And he says that they need they have needs like I need to know that I, no I need to look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I need to feel needed. I need to feel and it was like all of these things that they needed that uh, I was really kind of embarrassed that I had never given a second thought to about like what dads needed at, during labor. And once I saw it through these new eyes, I started teaching childbirth education in a whole new way. And these dads, I like this, this start with the very first idea, like the, that the partner needs to, needs to look like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh my gosh, like, yeah, dad doesn't, or anybody doesn't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. And so a lot of times I think in my life as a doula where I had seen uh, partners shrink away from the birth or kind of hide in a corner or say, you know, from the beginning, I really don't want to be any part of this. Uh, and for me, for my eyes to be open for the first time and go, oh, wow, where I had judged that person, I didn't stop to think maybe he just doesn't want to look like he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Or how can I bring him in? Yeah. And then, yeah, well, then it turns into, of course, like, how do I bring this person in? Right. Mm-hmm. 
And so from the beginning, I think as a childbirth educator, what I want to do is share with the partner, hey, you know what? You don't need to know a lot. And you are super, super important just by virtue of like being here. Just your breath, your breathing in and out, you are alive and you are in this room and that makes you crazy important. You are more important to mama than I could ever be. And just letting them know that from the very beginning and, and really meaning it when I say it, um, I think be the, the opening the door for them. Absolutely. I love into, that. Into this whole world where if you really make sure that you're telling them you are so important just by being here, just that you even want to be here, you're closest to her. And then when you start into that, then that's when you can start talking about the miracle of oxytocin mm-hmm. <laughs> and how wonderful it is. And that's when you can start talking to them about that and about how just their mere presence is going to affect mom uh, and in such a huge way. And not just mom, but if when they're affecting mom and mom's releasing oxytocin, then they're also affecting their baby so that they can have such a huge impact on on the birth just by being there. And you can start right there. That's like step number one. Diaper rash. It can be a truly uncomfortable experience for a baby. And so I find that one of the biggest conundrums when diapering is figuring out what diaper cream to use. So many options are thick and goopy, making them hard to apply and hard to wipe off. But I can personally say that this is not the case for Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant that is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, designed as a breathable formula to help maintain an optimal skin barrier while allowing the healing to occur. This butt balm was developed by a mom who is also a doctor, hence the name Dr. Mom Butt Balm, when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash and she wasn't about to settle. So she created Dr. Mom Butt Balm to go on smooth and be easy to remove while also being gentle on your baby's delicate skin. With Dr. Mom Butt Balm, you can say goodbye to excessive wiping to clean your little one's already chafed skin. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is so soft and goes on so smooth that you'll only need a small amount instead of having to layer on a thick goop. Plus, it has a lovely minty scent. Learn more about Dr. Mom Butt Balm at drmombuttbalm.com. That's drmombuttbalm.com or look for it at Amazon.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns, and sometimes I find that investing gets put off because it doesn't seem urgent or because with our busy lives, we may not have the time to research and manage said investments, which is why I so appreciate that Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future and that you don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. So for example, I take advantage of Acorns Roundup feature where they round up the purchase amounts I make in my linked account to the nearest dollar and then they automatically transfer that to my invest account portfolio. Also, Acorns can recommend an expert build portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. For me, that's easy peasy investing. 
Head to acorns.com slash birthful or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash birthful. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. I'm finding it very interesting because we know, doulas, we know that one of the things that can very much affect uh, labor is fear, but yeah. I'd, I'd never considered or never thought about that the fear that a dad may or a partner might have mm-hmm. can also affect it. And that by giving, empowering them first, like you're doing in your childbirth education classes, empowering them saying you are important and needed and make a difference just by being there already. You can, I can, you're saying that and I can feel dad's demeanors change you know like shoulders come back and yeah i got this i am important i i'm doing something here um and and how that will create a chain reaction of beauty and oxytocin release and all that good stuff oh yeah absolutely so what i'll I'll do in like my rebozo class well okay let me go back then if i'm going to say the word rebozo i have to say what it means (laughs) uh rebozo is a, a mexican shawl and it has uh, been used by midwives for centuries to provide comfort and strength in labor. And people go, wow, with a shawl, really? Uh, and yeah, really, it's awesome. And it's very simple. The rebozo helps to connect the mom and the partner. And it can help in many, many ways. And the ways that I emphasize in my class are mostly relaxation. I focus so much time on relaxation because if mom is relaxed, then uh, that's the other half of the battle, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting mom to relax. She relax in her mind. She can relax in her muscles and her body. And then her body and her baby can do what they already know how to do. You know, we have all these classes on on how to give birth. And I, I think the classes should just be on how to relax so that your body can give birth because your body already knows how to give birth and your baby already knows how to be born. So if we can just uh, make the childbirth education classes more about like how to get out of our own way, I think that's that's half of it right there. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off of the partner too because they think they have to know all this stuff. And the very first thing I do in my Rebozo class is I'll have a mom come up when she brings her partner to the class, right? And let's say we have uh, Becky and Janet. These are, these are two partners and Becky's going to give birth and Janet is her partner. And so I'll have uh, Janet and Becky come up to the front of the class and I'll say, okay, so I, I just want you guys to just like hold each other. I just want you to hold her. And um, they're holding each other and like just kind of sway back and forth for like 30 seconds. Okay, great. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you sit over here and then I'll have the the laboring mom over here with me. And then I'll say, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to support her in in the same way. And we're going to rock together for 30 seconds. And we do that. And then I'll ask, I'll ask Becky, I'll ask the the laboring mom, hey, so tell me what the difference was. (laughs) She'll be like, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're not my partner. And when my partner was holding me, I felt this way and this way and this way. And when you held me, I felt supported physically, but I didn't feel the same way. I'm like, ha <laughs> that's it right there. So that was the first class. You don't have to know anything. You just have to understand what the difference is between someone else supporting you and your partner supporting you. And all of those feelings that you said that you felt when she, you know, you were in her arms, 
Those feelings are going to help you so much during labor. They are going to affect what is coming out of your uh, pineal gland, what uh, hormones are being created just by just by virtue of being held by that person that you know and who knows you so well, as so, you know, opposed to me supporting you, which you know I I can help a great deal, but I'm not the partner, mm-hmm. and they get that. Like there, I feel like their eyes are open really wide during that first day, and the partners and um, you know same sex partners and dads in my class are just both like, I get it. Oh wow, I am I am integrally important here. And that changes everything, I think, because we take away that fear. Because the fear, like you like you did mention, the emotional state of fear on the part of the birthing woman is huge. But the emotional state of fear on the part of the, the birth partner can have a real negative impact on the progress of labor and her overall experience of birth. Mm-hmm. Such a big deal. So when we take away that fear, because the fear of, I don't know everything I need to know. Uh, I, I, I'm not familiar with birth. The fear of I might look silly because I don't know what I'm doing. If we start taking away all those fears, then we can start on that path to a really beautiful labor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I totally agree. And, and, and it's, it is revealing. It's like, ah, oh, yes, that's already by telling dads this and her partners this, you get them so much further into, um, one step ahead into making it a beautiful experience. So how do you have tips and tricks that you give them in terms of how to be able to be with each other and, you know, kind of be vulnerable in that state and forget fear within a hospital setting? Yeah, um, I do this thing. It's called the tent. Um, and it's uh, not something I learned about the Rebozo, but what I found and what I tell my my Rebozo students uh, or especially if you're taking my Rebozo class, I'll tell them, uh, I'm going to give you like a box of Legos. Uh, if I were to give you, I'm sorry, if I were to give you a box of Legos and told you that you could only make like two or three things with it, I would be lying. Mm-hmm. And with the Rebozo, it's the same thing. Like They learn a certain skill set with me and then they go out into the world and then they start using it. And what they find is that it's like a, a box of Legos. They can really start to build a bunch of different things from it that they didn't learn in class, but they learned the basic structure. And so um, one of the things that I learned from the Rebozo uh, that I didn't particularly learn from anybody was this thing that I called the tent. And this is where we take the Rebozo and I put the the partners uh, underneath the Rebozo with mom. And so they go under the Rebozo and it all of a sudden, boom, there. It's like, well, let me ask you, other than, did you ever play like a tent or like a fort game with, with blankets when you were younger? Are you kidding? Making forts is the funnest thing. And now that I have a nine-year-old and, you know, since she started making forts, like that just brings you back to childhood and it connects you. And no, it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So we, well, with that same idea, I use the Rebozo with that with the couples in the childbirth education class. And I have them go over like a list of, you know, if A happens, then what's plan B? And if B happens, what's your plan here? And, you know, because everybody thinks if they're going to have a home birth, like we're just going to have a home birth and then there's no plan on maybe going to the hospital. So we kind of go through like all these things that can happen and what their plans are going to be, but I make them do it under the tent. And what I find when we're done with the exercise is that they'll all tell me like, we forgot that we were in a class with other people because it's just them. It's like, boom, you have this um, 
uh, I see only, you know, I have eyes only for you (laughs) under this tent kind of action. And it's awesome. And they love it. And what they've discovered too is when they use it in the hospital, if maybe we have a decision that we need to make, we can go into the tent and make it. When I say we, I mean them. Um, Or maybe when they're walking the halls and they don't want to be involved with the fluorescent lighting, we put the the rebozo underneath them. And I've heard from the partners like, wow, it just felt like we were the only people in the world. And they forget that maybe they're in the hospital. And so um, that's just like one little tiny trick, but it's such a big one. I love it. It's fantastic. And it makes total sense because I find that that's one thing that can be very hard is to, even when you suggest maybe making out can be something that is going to help you or just holding each other. Or, <laughs> thing like that. Oh yeah. You guys should just like totally make out. And yeah. Like, um, um, little, uh, <laughs> I should stimulate my what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that's another thing too, is being able to like kind of give them that privacy and, you know, hide them underneath this, this thing where they're, they're in their own little love for it and they can, and then they can do that. They can conceptualize, oh, well, maybe we can do all those things that you had suggested that are private and intimate, but we can do it here in the privacy of our own little room under this rebozo. Mm-hmm. So you give them their own setting, you yeah. independent of where they are. It's brilliant. Yeah. And then they get to practice that at home too. So the rebozo smells like home and it doesn't smell like a hospital in there. And it's just, it's super nice. I love it. Mm-hmm. I want to get under a tent right now. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like we're under a rebozo right now. You and me here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, it feels like it's just me and you, even though like thousands of people are going to hear this. I just feel like it's just me and you. It is. Yeah. <laughs> for right now. Oh. Um. So what other things do you do to help them, help the parents empower them? The okay. Well, another one, if we're talking about just the reposo, uh, another one of my favorites is to help mom during uh, pushing. And what I love about it the most is we we incorporate the reposo. Now, of course, this is radio, so it's kind of hard to explain. So I have to think about it myself. Um, if mom, let's say she's pushing in the tub and... Um, or feels the need to push. That's my whole. That's a whole other program about how I'm totally anti-pushing. Uh, if she if she feels like the baby's coming and needs to be supported, is how I would put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for most people, we talk about pushing. If mom is going to be made to push, which happens a lot of times in a hospital setting where they're like, "Okay, well, you're 100 percent complete and at 10 now, and uh, you know, go ahead and start pushing." <laughs> Uh, if she can't find her voice to say, actually, I'd rather not push. I'd rather just wait till my baby starts to come out. Uh, if she doesn't have the voice to say that, then please, for the love of everything that is holy, at least let her feel powerful while she's pushing. So uh, in order to do that, you can have the rebozo go around the shoulders of the partner like he was going to be wearing a shawl and then give the ends to mom in both hands. I am not a believer of tug of war. Tug of war is not effective. Uh, not as effective as pulling with both arms towards mom. So she would be pulling towards herself with her elbows uh, to her close to her sides and pulling towards her. When she does that, she's going to be engaging her core, which is super powerful. And it can really help her to um, make that C curve around her baby. Her chin automatically tucks down and she is uh, in a really powerful and wonderful position to be pushing but she's being supported by her partner. So her partner doesn't feel like uh, a lot of times when you see birth scenes, the partner isn't anywhere near mom or maybe at the most is holding a, a thigh. Mm-hmm. 
um, and isn't really engaged. In this way, the partner can be engaged with mom. Um, in the hospital setting, he can be off to the side. Uh, that's gonna, It's kind of hard to explain that part of it on the radio, so you'd have to... You have to find my my class online or find me somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, but as far as like the the birth pushing and the tub, the partner can have it around his shoulders and have it in mom's hands. And what I found is the most powerful when I hear uh, the feedback later from the partner, I was like, Gina, I could feel her pushing. Like I could feel her power through the rebozo. So the rebozo wasn't just something that was connecting them, but it was a, a conduit, Adriana. Can you imagine? Aww a conduit of their love for each other and for her power and for his support or her support. You know, it it doesn't matter who's holding on to that, but they can feel the power of the woman. And it is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, totally, totally. It's, uh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a question I have about that. Do you present that to them? Of course you do. You present them to present that concept oh, well, to them beforehand. As, as a... Um, as a doula, absolutely. Like everything that I teach in my Rebozo class, I teach that to my clients. So I they, they're presented with all of this stuff, these ideas way ahead of time, and I'm having them practice at home so that when it comes to birthing time comes, then it's ingrained in them. And I give them a Rebozo, like it's theirs. It's part of, you know, and I, doulas are like, what? I'm like, yeah, just include that as part of the your price. Mm-hmm you know, and, and give it to them so that the rebozo smells like their home. And then it's special and important to them. And you know that they're going to use it because you've given it to them ahead of time and they've practiced with it. And it's special to them now. And then they use it in their birth. And then, oh my gosh, they're going to wear their brand new baby in it. And they're walking around town with the most beautiful uh, business card you have ever seen. <laughs> because somebody's going to say, that is gorgeous. Where did you get it? And they'll say, my doula gave it to me. And there's a story behind it. It's not only my doula gave it to me, but and, and then we rock. Know, we used birth. it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an integral. It's a family uh, heirloom now. It's a part of our generations. We're gonna hand it down. Yeah, um, that Vista print ain't got nothing on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> I also like how by having them use it beforehand and having it smell like home and having be- it allows. Even the partners that might be squeamish, because you get a lot of partners that say, I don't want to be anywhere near the business end and I don't want to be in front. And, you know, they feel like they want to be in the back. Yeah. This just gives them a possibility, a way to, you can just look into her eyes, but yeah. by being in front, they're, they're, they can feel her. Yeah. Like you said, feel her pushing. Yeah. It really brings them closer together. Mm-hmm. The rebozo for me uh, changed how I was as a doula. Where and from everything, even like the letters that I would get from my clients that would say, um, they used to say, we were so glad you were there. We couldn't do it without you. And then the letters turned into, I've never felt closer to my husband. You've brought us closer together. Like the letters started sounding more like thank you notes to a marriage therapist Mm. uh, and less like the letters that I used to get. And now my clients are less like the clients that I used to have where they would be like, you know, we, we couldn't have done it without our doula. And I don't hear those words anymore. And I don't, I really don't want to as a doula. It's, it's not my show. And I really think they could do it without me. And if I do a really good job, they could. And I, I really believe that. And with the Reboso, I, it's kind of like the Reboso is like an extension of me that I leave at their home. It's kind of like my assistant 
that I leave with them. And that assistant uh, helps them. And it, it makes sure too that I don't get to the house too early either. I think I used to get to the home way too early and I was just another set of eyes on that pot waiting you know, for it to boil. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's no longer like that. And I, I really have the also to thank for it. And uh, to the first person who introduced me to it, which was, uh, well, my donor trainer was first person, but uh, Guadalupe Treva, Guadalupe, mm-hmm. uh, T-R-U-E-B-A. She, uh, I took her class in Mexico years and years ago. And um, I learned, well, it's a different set of skills that I learned from her, but it was the first introduction to the Reboso. For uh, I learned from her a lot of things that I think would be very, very, very helpful for midwives. And what uh, I brought to the table, I think, or what I bring that is different is how to introduce it to um, couples, you know, people who aren't really familiar with birth and uh, to doulas on how to introduce that to them. And uh, I don't focus so much on the uh, moving the baby aspect. I think everybody wants to come to my class because they want to learn how to move a baby. And uh, I think some of them are like really deeply disappointed because they're not going to learn that. But then they walk away with a different set of skills and go, oh, oh, okay. So I'm like, if you want to learn that stuff, go find Guadalupe Trava or Naoli Venever, and they're going to rock your world. And what I'm going to do is uh, share with you different ways to help mom relax and uh, allow their their body and their baby to do what they know how to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it speaks to, we know that every birth is unique, that every partner is unique, that every baby is unique, and nobody else can have your experience but you. Um, And you sort of connect and are drawn to the people that will give you the experience you're looking for or will assist in that experience. So it totally makes sense that you're upfront about these are the skills that you will learn from me and how I can help you and that your letters have changed to reflect all that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really proud of that too. I'm really glad that they're not, uh, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, I used to be that doula, mm-hmm. and and I did help people, and I'm I'm glad that I did. But uh, I I know now in my in my old age that <laughs> uh, it's uh, birth isn't about being rescued; it's about being supported. And uh, I think that's one of the things. That I think I think that's a very new doula feeling. Yeah, that it, it when you are a new doula, it makes you feel like okay, I am making a difference, and I am. I, may, I, you know, I they couldn't have done it without me. I was, it was money well spent. Um, right. And then you do get to a point where you realize well, that's not what I want them to say. I, I want if I if it's seamless and they sort of don't remember things that I did or didn't notice, then that means I'm doing a great job. Right. I, I become more and more um, a, a fixture in the background where I, the partners are so. Uh, assured and and know so much by the time we get into the birth that I'm kind of there like a first base coach. And I just kind of remind them all the things that they learned uh, that we had learned together. And then when I'm there, I just kind of fade into the background. And I find like the more and more, the farther away I am, the better off things are because, you know, you affect the birth just by being there by virtue of um, the electromagnetic waves that your heart is generating and your, your own personal hormones. And you, you can affect the birth quite a bit. And so I try to stay in the background, in the shadows, as it were, mm-hmm. and just kind of remind the partner with different looks and things and reminders in that way. And I leave the room a lot. I had one midwife uh, locally. 
uh, tell somebody that uh, she didn't think I was a very good doula because I was rarely in the room. (laughs) 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 So she has like, I don't think she understood all the uh, behind the scenes work that went into that beautiful, beautiful birth where the partner just did everything. In fact, the book that I'm writing is called Make the Partner Do It, The Lazy Doula's Guide to an Easier Birth. Well, (laughs) I want to hear about this. Oh my goodness. That's going to be a different show. It will be a different show. Once you're ready to launch it, we'll talk about that. Absolutely. But it's just about, you know, um, you can, you can be supportive, but you're, you're, it's not about you. It's Mm -hmm. not about you at all. I love the phrase of that we're doulas. What we do is we hold the space. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what we're doing. We're just holding the space. We're not doing everything. (laughs) Doing everything and holding the space are two completely different things. So time is getting there and I can hear Jack in the background (laughs) say, mom, where are you, mom? That's right. right. I heard him. I just heard him right now. And he's like, that sound means it's time to go. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so, so, so much for doing this and being here today. I enjoyed talking to you immensely. And yes, can't wait to hear all the other things about this new book. We have to talk about that later. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another wonderful birth pro to help inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Mighty One, did you know that if you started listening to one birthful episode per day at the start of your pregnancy, your baby would be about three months old before you got through all of them? That is so much birthful. So to ease us into the summer and to help you catch up on your listening, we're going back to releasing one episode per week instead of two. Now you know.